field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do that. He's caught the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there! And just like that, our optimism for the season has been completely sucked out of our system. I wouldn't say completely sucked out, Ty. I would say that it was a bad game yesterday. I would. I would say completely. Um, We have... And you don't know this because I want your reaction to them. I have facts that are so damning and eye-opening that you're going to be like, oh, yeah. We, um, look, I'm, I'm really not trying to live in the moment and I'm not trying to overreact, but, um, let's dive into it and, I don't really want to break down the game too much. We'll get into it. I just want to go. Um, One variable has stayed the same while others have changed. That variable being Matt Nagy. We continued to put up no points. This was the second time in Bears history in over 100 years that we've scored 11 points. That's pretty sad. It's pathetic. It's we're to the point where their defense is okay. Now, I know people are going to disagree with me and they're going to get, you know, I, I don't think I've seen the Colts defense play. I'm not impressed. I'm not. Um, you should be. They're a good defense. I don't think they are. I, I, I don't. What are they good at? What did they stop us with? They they held us to 28 yards rushing. Okay, but that I'm glad you brought that up. Did they or did we? I think I think a combination, but I think I they disagree. Certainly- you called every goddamn run play, dad. You sat in your living room. If you do that and it is not your job to do that, then what do you think they could do? Well, they were calling every run play too. Yeah. Well, exactly. So, but it's not, it's how we were running. We had 28 rushing yards for the game. Okay. That has everything to do with Matt Nagy. I want to talk about this and I want to get into it now. I'm fired up and I'm I'm hot. Go for it, I am fucking hot. When we were, it was his first year. He would do stuff like Hicks in the backfield. We would run the thing called Santa's sleigh. We would go for it on fourth down. We have lost all that. We have gone into a mode that John Fox would be happy with. When we line up 
We stack the box. We and and another thing. Will someone please explain to me why in the wide world of sports do we have Jimmy fucking Graham out there on run plays who cannot block, but we do not have Cole Clement. Clement. Yeah, that that's a head scratcher and a half because we all know Jimmy couldn't block in his career. When New he Orleans was, got rid when of he him. was New Orleans, he couldn't block. At the height of his career, he couldn't block. Tyler, you hit it right on the button in terms of we have went from a creative, interesting, fun to watch, lots of motion offense to one of the most vanilla, predictable offenses in the NFL. But 16 let's rushes for 28 yards, 2.4 yards a rush. And how many times did we run the ball on first down? But see, that's where I'm saying, Dan, where I'm disagreeing with you a little bit because you were calling it from the couch. And we're going to give all this praise to the Colts defense who who got torched by Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Remember, guys, they got torched by the Jaguars. I can't get on board. I cannot get on board with the Indianapolis Colts defense. And I'm not trying to slight them. But we just watched two teams that weren't very good battle it out. That's all we watched, in my opinion. That's it. I, I, I don't. I, I and I want to talk about what you said. Where did the motion go? We were notorious for guys, multiple guys. We have no motion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was beauty to watch because we that first year we were always like. Wow, man, people don't know what to expect from us. This is awesome on offense. You know, you had just multiple, multiple looks, multiple motions. It was just something that was so precise and choreographed. And now it looks like just a vanilla offense. Now, and I want to be very clear. Trubisky still is not the answer. Trubisky, his mechanics aren't there. When you watch Foles, at least he throws down the, the ball downfield. The ball connects with wide receivers. I want to stay with our offense now. Let's just talk a little bit about the game in general. Let's talk about Foles. Uh, I don't think he had a horrible game, as bad of a game as what the stats show. Um what do you think? I, I think Foles had a below-average game. I really do. I think that he still has some timing that he needs to get down with his receivers. I don't think Anthony Miller helped him out at all. I think yeah, that, well, we'll talk about the receiving yeah, court because yeah. I got a bone to pick yeah, with them. Yeah, so, um, but in terms of, I mean, you can tell there's still some timing issues to work out. There's still some sequencing that needs to be done. He had a below average day, and I expect he's going to get better. I agree, but man, again, I'm going to go back to the narrative of Nagy. Every time we're in shotgun, we pass. Every time he was under center, we ran. Nagy and Ryan Pace are the downfall of the Chicago Bears right now. Why the hell do you, every time they put Cordero in... 
In the backfield, we run. Yeah, we they- ran on third and one, and everyone in the stadium who was sitting at home because there's no fans allowed knew that play was coming. Yeah. It's things have gotten really telegraphed. So that's what I'm saying. How much is that on Foles? There's no creativity. Oh, I, I think it's very little on Foles, unless Foles checked out of something. But I think if Foles can- checked out of something, it was probably because he knew that the defense knew exactly what we were running. He killed the play a couple of times. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, how much is it if we continue to struggle, no matter who we put in? Yeah. That is on you, yeah, yeah, Nagy. That, yeah, that's a system issue. And I swear to God, if I hear one more fucking word with him, I mean, I cannot take it. Well, we're, we're disappointed and they know we started off slow. Fix it. You've been saying this for three and a half years now. We know we've been starting slow. Yeah. That's all he says. Let me, let me give you, let me throw out another stat here. Teams that keep their opponents in the NFL to 19 points or less won 82% of their games. Yeah, that's a stat I was going to throw at you. And Matt Nagy has lost four times now with that stat line in his career. Exactly. What does that say? Yeah, well, that, that's to your point, talks about we're, we're just not generating any offense. Let's, let's face it. You cannot walk away and... I mean, we were at three points until the fourth quarter. Come on. I mean, that's just pathetic. And we know that's got to get better. You you cannot... Once again, if you hold most teams to 19 points, you're going to come out a winner well, 80, over 80% of the time. Since you're throwing out stats too, uh, let me throw some more at you. In the third quarter this year, the Bears have been outscored 26 to 0. Yeah. In the third quarter, we have been outscored 26 to 0. That is unbelievable. It I don't get it. Well, and aren't aren't we 20th out of 32 teams in third down conversions like 28%? We convert 28.6% of their down conversions this year. Yeah. Uh, we were four for 14 last year. Um, I, I, I have a... Um, so I, and we're, the, we're in what, agreement, though, that this is a system issue with net, how Nagy's running the offense. Yeah, and I also have... Look, it's come down... To when I said the optimism is completely gone, I literally mean it's completely gone. I am going to say some stuff in this podcast that is going to upset a lot of people. And I don't care because it's my opinion. And if you want to argue with me or if you would want to disagree, then you know the number, then you call in. But I have a lot to say. And I want to start with the wide receivers. Let's get back to them. I don't know what the hell is going on. With these drop passes, this Mooney, I don't know, man. He's got a lot to a lot of work to do. When he have two, three drop balls that yeah. game, yeah, he did. I haven't checked. Um, Anthony Miller, who we were both very high on, I was he's hi- on my shit list. Yeah, I was really high on him because if you look at Foles' history, Foles goes to the slot guy over and over again. That was his go-to guy. Anthony Miller, if he does not step up his play. I'm telling you, that one ball hit him right in the hands. That killed our drive. It absolutely 
destroyed it. They got an interception right off the hands. Nick Foles was throwing the ball right where it needed to be. And I don't know if you saw the post-game conference, but Nick Foles took total responsibility for it like a man. Yeah. But it was really really Anthony Miller who, come on, Anthony, in the NFL, when both of your hands touch the ball, you should catch it. But it's not touch, right? Like, I want to make this clear if no one didn't see it. You're you're correct, but I'm saying it hit the meaty part of his hands. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't not, like fingertips. No, no. We're talking through through the center of both hands. You make a diamond with your hand, it went right through it. Yep. The, I mean, it wasn't right in the middle, but man, you catch that. The only one that's not really on my shit list, Allen Robinson dropped the ball, but man, he made some outrageous catches, and I wish we would have tried to force it to him more. I don't see... Look, um, our offensive line is an issue that's not... I mean, let's just address this real quick. It's bad. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Cody Whitehair's yeah. like our only bright spot on that offensive line. It, it is. It is. We got some guys that Leno's just, a mess. Oh, he is. He's not opening any holes. Um, people are missing their blocking assignments, quite clearly missing their blocking assignments. So I'm not saying Montgomery's the greatest back that ever lived, but when you have that kind of missed assignments in terms of your offensive line, it is hard to get into any kind of a, uh, a pattern. Okay. I, I mean, here's the thing though. Mount Montgomery has bust written all over him. In my opinion, I don't like what I see at all. I don't like how he hits holes. I don't like how he goes down so easily. And yes, I get it every now and then. He'll make contact, break through, and go. But it's more rare than not. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say it's all him because it is not. I still am blaming Nagy. But with that being said, my personal opinion, and I've said this before on this podcast, when you have someone like Jordan Howard, a proven commodity in the NFL, you do not take risk on some kid from Iowa. You just don't. You draft him, and then guess what? You can have your cake and your icing, too. Like, you can have it all, but you didn't because you're a dumbass of a GM. That's my opinion. So let me ask you, ask you this question about Montgomery. Why don't we ever throw the ball to our running backs? What, what What's with our offense? Because... The first year, Nagy threw a ton of balls, if you remember, to running backs in that first year. We've literally given up on that. Do you think Nagy says we don't have a good enough offensive line to shift and block on the run? No, I think our offensive line's not the problem for run blocking. It's our disguise. No, I'm talking throwing to the wide rec- to throwing to the running back out of the backfield. Think how few times but we've thrown I've, to the okay, running back but, this year. But again, I'm going to go back to my default. It's design. I told you, when we watched Carolina Panthers play, when when Christian McCaffrey was healthy, they would have a two-back system and they would throw him in the slot. We never did that with Cohen. Not once. 
Montgomery can catch the ball. He's being un- underutilized in that aspect, yeah, in that fashion. That's, that's why I bring it up. But again, design. Because what Nagy's fucking doing is having him go out on a, a hat. I can't even talk. I'm so upset. On a halfback wheel route or just sit out there in the flat and wait for the ball. There is no design coming out of the backfield. Also, someone needs to work with Montgomery on blocking. He misses so many blitz pickups. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I, I'm not a fan of this kid. I know that's going to upset people. I know a lot of people are high on him, but I don't get when, when does it get good? Because a running back should start to click their second year. Oh, most definitely. So, Ty, I heard in Nagy's press conference, he was talking about, hey, you know, they were playing a lot of too high safeties and keeping everything in front of them, and that's why we didn't throw over the top. You know what? I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all because if you're a good team, good teams take shots over the top to to ensure that those safeties get pulled back. If you just begin playing their game and throw everything up front of those safeties and play play it so conservative, you get nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. And that's what ticks me off about the Nagy offense is it once again has gotten too conservative. We'll we'll dink it over here, we'll dink it over here and what how many shots did we really take downfield that entire game? I can think of three. Not many. Not not many at all. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you end up... And I'm, I'm telling you what my frustrating thing is, every single first down, they stack the box because they know exactly what we're going to do and we're going to run the ball and then we're going to be second down. And if you're... Listen, if you're only getting 2.4 yards per carry, what's the big deal if you pass on first down? It's not like you lost a lot. But the problem, too, is, like I said, is the design also, right? But they know when the pass is coming because we pass out a shotgun, we run under center. There's not... the, the, The Bears are the most predictable team offensively I've ever seen. And, and and it's going to get hard. The schedule's picking up. We're uh, we've been called frauds by everyone else in the league, rightfully so. Oh, we could we could be pretenders. No, I think we are. I yeah. think you're seeing a collapse. And I I keep hearing how good this Colts defense is. Okay, let me let now let me let me make this very clear. Who in the hell have the Indianapolis Colts played? We are a struggling offense. They have not played anyone. They get torched by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, who who have they played? Minnesota. Oh, oh, oh my <laughs> God! Minnesota is not exactly a threatening defense this year either. Well, that's what I'm saying, and they struggle. They're not that good. I don't understand why everyone is on. This train. I, I, I think it's because after four games, they have whole they have held teams to the lowest number of scoring points. And once again, if you've not played anyone really, really well, can good, I rattle off that's the teams? Artificial. Can I yeah. rattle off the teams? Yeah, because this is bullshit, and I'm fucking sick of it. 
Colts got beat by the Jacksonville Jaguars 27 to 20. Then they beat the Vikings 28 to 20. Do you know who they whooped on after that? This great almighty defense? Who? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Oh, we are going to sit here and celebrate this team? Yeah. And maybe it's because we live in Indiana and we're surrounded by this bullshit. But let me tell you, I have not been this mad on a podcast in a very long time. And I'm more mad at the just this notion of how good they are when they haven't played anyone, but yet... We get criticized for who we played on our schedule. Rightfully so. I will take that criticism and I will take that fairly. But don't sit here and act like they played anyone, okay? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a fair point. That's a really fair point you bring up. And so, then, okay, but listen to this. Listen to this. I know this isn't a Colts podcast, but they're going to just get more praise. They play the Browns, then the Bengals, then the Lions. My God. Just throw them the softball right down the middle. Unbelievable. Then, then, then it gets a little harder. Then they have to play the Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans, Texans, another softball. Raiders, there's a softball. Texans again, softball. Steelers harder. Jaguars. They have a soft schedule. They are a soft team. They will lose first round if they get into the playoffs. Mark my words. You can take that to the bank. Cha-ching. Sorry, I'm hot on the Colts because I don't think they're good. Let's talk about the defense. Let's talk yeah. about the defensive side of the ball because I also want to get. You know what? I want to give out a award to Anthony Costanzo. Congratulations, buddy. You held the entire game and you got away with it. You held Robert Quinn and Mack the entire game. I didn't know, Dad, you could block someone from the side with one arm wrapped around their jer- the, their chest while pulling their jersey. Yeah, it, it was so bad. You and I were watching the game together, and we would both stand up yelling, holding, holding, and the refs were like, didn't see it. And also, again, you see coaches in the past go over and say, that's holding on my guy. None of our coaches did. None of our players did. Defensively, look, we held them to an opening touchdown and then four field goals after that. Right. Our offense should be able to win a game on that. Easy. Absolutely. With that being said, we need to work on our run defense. Now, I know you called it before the game. We were very exposed in that regard. At the same point, though, still only holding them to field goals. Yep. I'd rather have an early touchdown than a late touchdown, right? Yeah. And and listen, I want to say this about the defense. We could have done a little bit better job in terms of, of, of holding them to some yardage. But, I mean, a couple things could have... Khalil Mack catches that intercepted tip ball. Game, game looks different right away. Roquan Smith in the end zone doesn't step out, catches that. Things look very, very different. Do they, though? I think they do. I think they do. I th- I think the only one that looks different to me, and this is just me, is when we turn the ball over. Because I don't – maybe I, the Mac one gets us a field goal. The Roquan Swick's one would have just been a touchback with the way our offense was going. And, again, Nagy – you you know re, you know you you say you watch tape watch tape on your press conferences 
Because all you're doing is saying the same shit over and over again. And he's like, well, we're, only, we're, we're still three and one. We're still three and one. It's okay. We're still three and one. Oh, okay. But look at you statistically. Like, do you not look at your saber metrics? I, I'm very confused because offensively, you are beyond a rut. And to me, Dad, that's worrisome that it's, we are not seeing that and not it, addressing it's that. It's very worrisome. It's it's really don't it's not you're not doing your team a favor when you keep saying you're three and one and and you you would do them a real favor to say, Hey guys, we got some holes here that really need repaired. Maybe in the locker room they're saying that and we just don't know it. But so do you think some of this is just coach speak, Ty? I mean, I, I, I do to a point, but he does like to point fingers where they don't belong, in my opinion, and he does not like to point them to the offensive side as much. And that's just me. He likes to really point in our defense a lot in these know, press that, conferences. That that puzzles me because the defense is obviously the strongest part of this team. Yeah, exactly, and I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just look this game in general was a nightmare. Coming off what we came off of in Atlanta to come home to get pushed back because of COVID to a later start time, uh, it would have been noon Chicago time. That was when the kickoff, they pushed it to 325. I think it might have affected the players a little bit. I, I'm not for sure. I, I, I'm not trying to make excuses. Um, I'm also, I'm just, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say other than th- this whole thing was such a letdown and a disappointment. It was. What do we need to do to get back on track? We don't. This season's a wash. It's not going to get better from here. If anything, it's going to get worse. And we're in trouble. I don't think we can do anything. And this is the... And look, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm taking this from a realistic standpoint of how much more do we have to change? Because remember, it was, oh, we don't have a receiver. Oh, we don't have a running back. Oh, we don't have an offensive line. Oh, we don't have a quarterback. Well, we keep upgrading those pieces enough, and we keep switching those pieces enough, but one still stays. So there you go. So given that, you're basically saying that Nagy doesn't have the gonads to look at himself in the mirror and change anything he's doing. I feel like he thinks taking risks makes him... Hmm. How do I describe this? Um, Let's say you're playing a board game, right? And you just want to take the safe path. So let's say you're playing a game and you're just going to play a conservative, conservative and not aggressive because you feel like that's the best chance you have of winning. But in reality, other people are trading, swapping, doing moves. But you sit back and you said, hey, I did do that. And it won me an award, but I'm not going to do it this year 
because I'm trying to, to me, he's trying to weather the storm. He's trying to keep his job. And what he's actually doing is hurting himself because I think he sees the, the exit for the job is coming and it's coming quick because he's not the same person. We've talked about the motion, the trick plays, everything. It's gone. Yeah. He won coach of the year. It's gone. Yeah. Finito. Done. Yeah. Yeah. I, you and I have talked plenty on this podcast that the, the transformation from first year to second year was the most negative transformation I've ever seen. But I feel like that's what he's doing. He's playing a board game, and he's like, I'm just going to play it safe. I got I got too crazy. I won the first game. Things are changing. New people are in. I'm going to take it easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Well, I'll tell you what. If that's the board game he's playing, he is in for a real shock at the end of the season because he just may be out of the game altogether. But I think he's trying to weather the storm, Dad. And I, I I agree with you completely that he will be out. But he is definitely trying to sit back. Look, I'm trying to win. I can't do it. I'm running the ball. Blah, 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 blah. Well, okay. You brought up something that I want to... I, I, I can't figure out about Nagy. He was talking about how difficult of time they had running the ball... And at the same time, they weren't trying to, to really stretch out the receivers in terms of throwing long passes downstream. What, what's that all about? I don't get it. You, you know, you're, why do you keep trying to run the same plays when you're getting 2.4 yards a carry? 16 times you get 2.4 yards average on a carry. Does that not send a message to you that, you know what? I think we ought to abandon the run game. Why? What What would you have to lose you know to what, sling the ball downfield? You know what's fascinating about that, though, and what you're saying is normally when you run that much, you work in play action, and we just don't work it in. No. I mean, we don't take chances. We don't take bombs. And look, I thought, I thought, you know, Trubisky was checked down, Charlie, and he still is to a certain point. But uh, I wish uh, we need to find a way, and I'm, I'm actually going to look into it this year. I want to find a way so we can watch the game film that the coaches are watching, where we can get the behind the quarterback view. Because I want to know, are we just running routes that are short are we running like 10 15 yard routes are we actually getting people to go downfield because there's something Nagy said in his press conference and as a bears fan and you you'll remember because we were built like this in 06 he said that the colts uh were playing a lot of cover two and a lot of shell and keeping everything in front of them okay what is the main way to beat the cover two Thank you, you. You sit and you dink and you dunk. You sit right down between where that safety is and that cornerback, right in the middle, the sweet spot. And then, then what you can set yourself up for is a double move where that safety pushes in, and guess what? There's no one else there. Right, right. Gone. We've seen it. The cover two is there. The cover two is there to stop the big play. But, but. You can dink and dunk your way down the field. And it just seems like 
he's being out coached on every single aspect and every single phase of the game. How are we starting the game off with a blocked punt? Uh, that was pathetic. I, I hope that special teams coach chewed that guy's butt out. I mean, he literally got off the line, took off, and, and didn't block anybody. No. <laughs> it was it was like uh, something you see in peewee football. We had 108 yards worth of penalties that game. Now, some of them uh, weren't fair. Yeah. Yeah, a couple, quite honestly, were, I thought, highly questionable calls. I also think it's bullshit because the rule is if you go down below the knee on a quarterback and you hit him, it's a flag, and they threw a flag on the Colts, and then they said he was blocked into him. He was not blocked into him. This guy got beat off the ball, and he just started falling down, and while he was falling, he did lunge. You don't lunge. You can't get blocked in. What did the guy do? Grab the back of his pants and his shoulder pads and throw them at Nick Foles' knee? Come on, man. Yeah, that And, you know, what if Foles gets hurt like that? Because I'm my ass is still chapped about the whole Tyree Cohen thing. They pick up that flag. That's a fair catch. Right. The guy still hits him. Yeah, and he's out. Now he's out for the year. All right. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I see exactly what you're saying. Why, you threw the flag. Why are you picking it back up after yeah. after talking? Yeah. Yeah, they had they had the, a nice long conference and decided just to pick the flag up. And it's like, seriously? I You know what? Real quick on play design. I let, I'm going to talk about the fourth and five. Was it fourth and five or fourth and fourth and three? I, I forget the actual. It is fourth down. And our played call was to throw a bomb and pray to God that we get a pass interference call. I didn't get that either. Where is the goal line packages where you sneak a tight end out? We don't have that, and every other team in the league does. Mm-hmm. As as are are where where is the motion before the play that you run guys to one side of the field and then throw it to the other? I mean, at least least try to get the defense off balance. Why has no other analyst brought this up? I have not seen it. Maybe they have. I do not have cable. I do not watch a lot of pregame stuff because no one is blunt and can be honest because of, you know, censorships and whatnot. But why hasn't anyone brought that up, Dad? Why hasn't anyone said, look at Nagy. Remember, in year one, we would come out in completely different sets we would give them a totally different look, and we just we would come out, and then we'd go ready, and then yeah, you'd hear the clap, and then it'd switch all around. Yeah, and 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 even as fans that watched every play and every single game, we were like, oh wow, I don't know what they're gonna do here. I've never, and I remember telling remember? you, I, we I, were like, what 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 are they doing? So if if you and I are asking the question, what are they doing? You know, the defense is. All gone. It's evaporated. I I don't. I, I, where did the aggressiveness go to? Why is Nagy always going for it on fourth down? Look at the defense that we have. You have to start getting ballsier. Teams don't get ballsy when they have a bad defense, right? They really right. don't. They right. go, oh well, you know, we turn the ball over here. Like I'll tell you what, the Cowboys aren't going for it on fourth down too much. <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is that what we have this that we have our strength behind us leading the way. 
Get some balls. Go for it. Yeah. On defensive side, though, I got to call him out. He's been great ever since. He had a horrible game. Phillip Rivers called him out. They got into it. But, man, Roquan played horrible. Yeah, he had a he had a rough game. Did you, did you see that the... Uh, little deal that philip rivers did with him i think you just mentioned it yeah that that was for for those who didn't see it basically philip rivers looked over at roquan and uh hey he said hey number 28 by the way uh taylor got around you that time 58 or 58 yeah sorry hey 58 taylor got around you basically philip rivers is doing what philip rivers likes to do and that's shoot his mouth off and you know uh, get the pot stirred up, but it was kind of funny. Honestly, we followed the game plan to the T. Uh, other than stopping the run, Philip Rivers could not throw against us. No, no. He, he dude, he looked so washed. He tried to he, throw a little out route. Oh my god, they were they were wounded ducks, man. But remember the one to Helton? He was probably what I want to say. It was probably second and twelve, or third and twelve, and. Hilton like goes up, does a little like shimmy, like try to juke him and then cuts to the sideline and he's wide open and Rivers launches up and throws. It it just looks like he's trying so hard. He throws the ball as hard as he can and it lands two (laughs) yards short and he goes, oh, gee golly, shucks. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, Philip, that I mean, that's routine. Yeah, that's a routine throw that's a routine play a little alarming well yeah for a colts not yeah. for us yeah i thought we played him well what do you think no i thought we played him well too i i because he didn't do anything no no the Phil- run game did yeah philip was he was a, let's face it people don't like this term but philip was a game manager that game he was managing the game he was relying on his defense he was managing the game. Everything was short. Everything was. And, and you know what? Um, also, I, I, I do want to bring this up. I know the stat came out and said we only, I guess they, they were trying to say we only sacked him like once or twice. We got him outside the pocket. Like, it doesn't even matter. I'd have to look at the official stats, and I'll bring them up as I talk. But the the... <laughs> I got to give a big shout out to Hakeem Hicks. Look, guys, Quentin Nelson is a he's a he's an animal. Mm-hmm. You know, they got him in the same draft. You know, we got Roquan. Uh, he came out of Notre Dame. In Notre Dame, he was a beast. I think he became even more of a beast in Indianapolis. And Hicks was getting through, and Hicks was doing his part. I, he. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, that that's definitely a positive. Oh, that's a big positive. I I'm I'm going to flip that coin on the other side. Um I'm sorry, but I think Trevathan played a very bad game. No, agreed. Our line uh, our linebackers got toasted. Curtis brought this up before the Atlanta game, said he'd be exposed there. God, was he exposed in this one? Yeah. He you, was invisible. You, yeah, do you th- think he's just getting to the point where he just can't keep up well yeah and because again uh curtis talked about it man he nailed it on the head so i gotta give credit where credit's due he sat there and said hey look um and i'm paraphrasing you you can go back and listen to what he exactly said on a a couple weeks ago 
But he basically said, look, uh, Trevathan's going to get exposed, and we we really messed up by getting rid of Kwiatkowski, and we did. Yeah. I, I mean, mean you, you could you could tell there were I, – I think I counted six or seven plays in which Trevathan actually got so schooled that he wasn't anywhere near his assignment or even in the play. Yeah, somehow they're saying we sacked Rivers once on the stat line. I'd have to go back and watch, but there's no way we only sacked him once. And it was Mac that got the sack? Really? Because I, th- I, I thought, thought it was Hicks. Yeah, I thought I thought we got him two or three times, but uh, oh well. So wh- No, never mind. It was Urban. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't... So, so I guess, Tyler, where does... Man, Roquan had... Look, I might have been wrong here, and I... Look, Roquan had a total of... He had 11 solo tackles. He led the team in tackling and three and a half tackles for a loss. I mean, I felt like he was invisible. I felt like he was not... He missed some tackles. The first two quarters, Ty... He had some he had some major problems. He started quarter three and quarter four. He started to really tighten things up. So, I th- I think both are true. Wh- where does this leave us now? We've got a we've got a quick turnaround here, man. It leaves us at our bottom of a hill, looking up. Yeah, we've got a quick turnaround. Thursday night, we're back in. We're at Soldier Field. Let's just go through the schedule real quick. Now, uh, we are at Soldier Field next week, but like just a quick rundown, yeah. guys. Whew, this could get rough. Bucks, Panthers, Rams, Saints, Titans, Vikings, Packers, Lions, Texans, Vikings, Jaguars, Packers. Whew, that's not easy, okay? That is not easy. And listen, I don't care how the Vikings are playing right now. Rivalry's a rivalry, okay? Yeah, they'll bring their they'll bring their A game just like the Packers. The Packers and Vikings always will bring their best game against the Bears. That's, so that's what there is. That's all there is to it. Well, that's our upcoming schedule. Quick turnaround, like you said. Coming up Thursday night, Tampa's in town. What do you think? What do you think happens? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. Oh man. I like that. Tampa. He trademarked that right when he was signed there. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. Um, you go first. I. I so here's here's the deal. Um, people say Tampa has a a pretty good defense. Once again, I, I'm not so sure that they have played a lot of great competition. But um, Tom Brady, at the start of the season, I was asking myself. Did he still have it? He's the goat. Um, I watched some film on the game against the Chargers, and Brady looked pretty good. He was getting his timing in with his receivers. Um, he's got some folks that are hurt. I think uh, uh, Evans is 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 suffering a little bit. I think he's got a couple other guys. One guy, um, OJ Howard, I think is out for the year with. Uh, is it OJ Howard? Yeah. With a year ending Achilles injury. So they're a little 
banged up, but they're coming to Soldier Field. Now, normally, if we would have a big crowd, I would say there's a bit of advantage. There's no real advantage anymore in terms of home field. Um, If we don't stop the run game and if we don't take advantage of turnovers, Brady could make this a very difficult game to win. I, I want us to win. But I am thinking that this is an this is an L. Okay, I think I don't know if it's an L. I think uh, Brady's good, and Brady's you know, um, he's Brady, and there's no way else to say that. Um, he can't make all the throws. Still, he is having some issues still with the pick sixes, dating from last year, leaving Foxborough. So if we can see that on film, maybe jump it. I don't know. Maybe they take it out of his arsenal. I don't know. There is one huge, 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 huge factor in this game that we have the absolute advantage in, I do believe. And that's our defensive line should be able to run wild on their offensive line. Yeah, I I do agree there. I don't think their offensive line... And look, you don't even... Brady's smart, and in his advanced age, you do not have to get him, like, actually tackle him. If you can just bull rush your guy into the back of Brady, Brady's going down. He's not going to risk injury. He's not going to risk anything like that, so he'll just go down. I think that's what we have to take advantage of. I don't think we blitz. I know Pagano likes to blitz. I say you let off, see how the defensive line does. Because if we can get it to where he has no time and we can just do a four-man rush, oh, my God, that'd be awesome. And now, I think we can. No, I love I love where you're going because that would be a recipe for success. If the defensive line can put pressure on him and we can hold guys back in coverage and jump a few routes, I could see, I could see a couple pick sixes. I really could. I think the challenge is, well, Fournette's injured. Think think they're now down to Vaughn and what's their other running back? I forget. I know I know yeah. who you're talking but, about. I, um, I, I, I mean, quite honestly, average running backs. If we can hold them, if we can force Brady to have to throw it and keep some pressure on him, we could have a good night. I'm not saying it's a it's an L for sure. I worry about again. It's not our defense I'm worried about. It's what are we going to do creatively so that when first down comes, the very first down, the very first time we take the field, we're not so freaking predictable. It just drives me crazy. We've got to be able to adjust and make some creative plays and throw that ball downfield to stretch some of those safeties and corners. That's absolutely necessary. What do you think? It's uh, the running backs are uh, Ronald Jones. Oh yeah. Ronald Jones. is second. Uh, McCoy is doubtful. And Vaughn is probably, I mean, Chris Godwin questionable. Yeah. He's recovering from a concussion out. He has an O. I think he's out. It just says out on ESPN. Yeah, oh. he he was out on Sunday for Sunday's game. Um, um yeah, OJ Howard. Concussion. 
OJ Howard is questionable, so he's not the one with the season okay. ending injury. There was someone who I, I thought it was a I thought it was a tight end that got an Achilles. Uh, uh, I'm heel. not seeing it. Josh Franklin, a wide receiver, did. Um Yeah, I, I you know, Mike Evans is questionable. We have to do a better job with Mike Evans. Yeah. Uh Look, we got to get to the quarterback because we if Mike Evans gets downfield, that could be a that could be a big problem. Gronkowski's not the same Gronkowski. I think um I think Roquan could cover Gronkowski yeah. pretty good. I do too. Uh what I'm afraid of is if Trevathan gets on anyone. I'm 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 nervous there. Uh Man, though, I think we we actually match up pretty well on the defensive side of the ball, but I do want to go with you a little bit now down the old Let, worry road of the offense. Yeah, let's let's talk offense here for a second. Come on, we we gotta get a little creative here. I mean, we just cannot come out and be this vanilla team, right? We have to come out with. I think I I and I, I'm being. I truly believe a brand new offense. I think we need to run out of shotgun more. I do. I think more you do play the, action passes. The RPO, man. The uh, we we ran a we ran a few of them. Just a few. We didn't run enough. Man, remember in Philly, and I watched back. It was RPO after RPO after RPO. It draws those linebackers, and Foles is very good at reading those linebackers. In an RPO-style offense, the pass is going to open up the run. It's not the other way around, people, because those linebackers are not going to bite every time on the run. And then when they do bite on the pass and they backpedal, boom, you have the run. I would love to see a game script like that. I would love that. I don't think Nick Foles is good under center. I don't think we have the line for him to be under center. You get a little more time when you're in shotgun. Um, but don't roll him out, though. Don't roll oh him God, out. Oh, God. Dude, that... Please ro- don't roll him out. That I can't believe we didn't talk about that. That one play where we rolled out. <sighs> I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. That's just not his skill set. It is not. I mean, put, put him in shotgun and uh, let him scan the field and hit guys that's what he does good that's what he is known for play action passes come on i'm i'm just saying nagy please hear this please please hear this you've got to be more creative you've got to get back to more of a motion offense you're killing us yeah i don't know what i don't know what's going on um if Nagy is hiding under the offensive coordinator as a scapegoat, then that needs to change too. I think that Nagy needs to take over more play calling responsibility if that is the case. Oh, definitely. I don't know if it is, I, I, but then I don't know why he's holding the play sheet calling it in. Yeah. See, that's that's all was always a mystery to me because I thought, well, he looks like he's calling plays, but... I guess it's possible to be holding a play sheet and you're just the decoy. So let's, do you have any more on the Bucks game or? No, I think that's it. You want to do our predictions? Yeah. Real quick? Yep. 
Go for it. What do you? What, what do you <laughs> I was stalling. You go. You're, okay. For it. <laughs> All right. Listen. I, went, I was out. Listen. Here's here's what I'm predicting. We win. I've changed my mind after listening to you. We win twenty four twenty one. I'm not going to give a score because I'm not good at scores. I think we lose, unfortunately, and I think it's due to the offense. I think it's a low-scoring game. I would hammer the under if you're better. Um, I've also been ice cold in betting. I was on fire week two. I'm ice cold week four. Um, Yeah, I just I don't see it. I don't see. I want to see it. I really, really want to see it. I don't see it. So there's that. Uh, let's go with this as a final question. Do you have any idea who you would want as a new head coach? Because, I mean, we're to the point now where there's a lot of Bears fans calling for Nagy's job, and there's yeah. a lot that are still defending yeah, him. I know exactly who I want. He used to coach the Steelers. He's an announcer now. Mm, whoa, whoa, no. No, 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 no. I like him. You want Bill Cower? I like him. I like him a lot. He's not okay. First off, that is horrible pick. How are you? He's been out in the league for almost twenty years. I like Bill Cower. I think he's a hell of a good coach. So you want a defensive-minded coach to take over a team that's having offensive problems? When Bill, when Bill Cower coached, they had some pretty good offenses under him. I, I mean. Not not until Tomlin took over and they became this offensive jug. I mean, they didn't have bad ones, but so who who do you? I I gave you my guy. Who who are you ah. thinking of? Look, I know it's not popular, but Eric Bieniemy. That's who I want. Really, I want Eric Bieniemy. I think he deserves it. I you know his name's not even being brought up for coaches. He should have been a head coach last year. Uh he's not gonna be a head coach this year. Um, I have a theory, too, and I need to float this out here. <laughs> this is a wild, wild theory. Just buckle up and stay with me. Okay, I got the seatbelt on. I think we fire Nagy. I think we fire Pace. I think we hire some people. I'd like to see Eric Bieniemy come in, and I know... Uh, I was DMing with Curtis, and he said, "Well, don't you just think that's just a you know another version of Nagy?" And I said, "No, because everyone plays different. Peterson definitely plays a lot more different than Nagy does. I think with Eric has more experience. He's under Andy Reid more than Nagy was. Remember, Nagy was only." doing a little bit of play calling, and he only had, like, he, he didn't get a full time. Eric's been there for a while. Andy Reid is an offensive genius. I think uh, he needs to reach out to Andy Reid and ask him, hey, what, what am I doing wrong? Nagy, that is, because Andy Reid is an offensive guru. But I am starting to see a scenario where maybe Matt Patricia gets fired. No, As the I, line. No, no, I no, no. no. You're you're not thinking. You're not thinking right. You're not. You have no idea where I'm going. Okay. All Matt right. Patricia gets fired. He gets hired back as the Patriots coach. Then 
you have a situation where the Bears reach out and they sign Matthew Stafford as a bridge to their next quarterback. <laughs> I think it would happen. I don't think I... he's happy in Detroit. I'm not saying he would come to Chicago. I'm not saying it's good. But what other quarterback, Dad, do you see who could fit in who might be on their way out? Because there's not many right now. I tell you what. Okay, you're not going to agree with this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Aaron Rodgers. They they took a they drafted well, that'd be a dream. They they drafted a first round quarterback um, against they many people said they didn't even need it. Rodgers took that as a direct insult. Um, quite honestly, I see Rodgers as a guy who carries a grudge. I think that he would um, relish showing how good he is by becoming a Bears quarterback. Hold on. Keep filibustering. I'm looking up his contract right now. I'm telling you, I believe that this is the last year of his contract. I think he is a free agent after this year. No. He's not? So he is 36-year-old. Last extension with the Green Bay Packers was in August 2018. He signed the deal through the year 2023 season which will then mean he'll turn 40 that year in December. Uh, the four-year deal has a total value of $133 million with a guarantee of $98.7 million, including a $79.2 million at signing. So if you were to trade for him, that's where it would get tricky. That's where I don't think... Look he would have to force his way out and they would have to cut him. Well, see, that's where I thought it was going at the beginning of the year. But I think uh, there's been some fence mending. We'll see how they do tonight, he, though. He and his coach. We'll see. I, I I don't know if he and his coach are really that buddy-buddy as they Oh, they, they are to, not. They do not they know. And they do not, to, they to, do not appear to be. He has that, told them to fuck off multiple he, times. He has, but if you saw that other conference... Rodgers was putting um, his arm around him, talking after the sh- the game about um, how much growth Question. his coach has undergone, as if his coach was his little buddy. Question. Um, so Question. it was quite interesting. Question. Yes. Do you think, though, wh- who do you trust more? Aaron Rodgers off the field when he has time to think about what he's doing or Aaron Rodgers living in the moment? Aaron Rodgers living in the moment. Exactly. They do not get along. They yeah. do not. I mean, so and I, do you feel like that's almost by him putting his arm around him, talking like him like that? And I'm not just trying to create storylines. To me, if I was a head coach, that's a little, you know, patronizing. Oh, very much so. And Rodgers is Rodgers has a little bit of a sarcastic patronizing a lot. streak to him, buddy. So listen, he's a great quarterback. I I see a scenario in which he gets complete, especially if things fall apart for the Packers, that he gets completely pissed off, completely pissed off, and is wanting to um, get back at his Packers and um, deals get done. He goes to the Bears. I don't Deals won't get done. They're not going to trade. You see what I'm saying there? 
that's the whole Brett Favre thing all over again. That's why I had to go to New York first to the Jets because they weren't going to trade for him in Minnesota. So that that that's where there's there's your hang up. That's why they're going to have to cut him. And why would they cut him when they could trade him? We'll see. One of the ways we could get it done is they'd have to do a three-man trade. Well, Dad, you know damn well. They're not trading straight up. You're not going to trade team and team. You're going to have to do a three-way three-way sign-in trade. Yeah. Almost to the point, though. And now I don't know how the NFL rules go. So if you did a three-way trade, would they have to have all three teams informed? Or could they say, hey, um, I don't know, hey, Atlanta, or not Atlanta, whoever, some AFC, let's go with the AFC team. Hey, uh, Miami, you trade, because you have two already, you trade, get Rodgers, Rodgers comes to you, don't tell Green Bay, and then the, we'll, us, Chicago, will trade blah, blah, blah for Rodgers once you give up blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think those kind of deals happen all the time. We just don't no, know it. I no. Okay, yeah, that's because that's what my next question was going to be was, do you think, though, that all three teams know? Like, do you think that there's no way, no, right? Not necessarily. No, they don't know, which which makes it a which makes it why, why all right, the well, deal goes through. Let's play a little fun game called okay. where the wagon, where the wheels fall off for the Packers. I don't see it. They have a really fucking cookie cutter schedule. Uh, we're recording on Monday before the game. Uh, they play Atlanta tonight. Then they play the Bucks. Then they play the Texans, Vikings, Niners. Niners might be a good game. They've struggled with them all last year. It's a Thursday night game. It's all the way in San Francisco. Oh, that's a tough one. I'd circle that one. Yep. Uh, then they go to then Jacksonville comes to them. Then they play Indianapolis. Then they play uh, us, and then the Eagles, the Lions, Panthers, Titans. Hey. Hey, I got to tell you something. You, you know, I think they're winning the division. I I, I think they have a, a good chance at it. But I want to say something though in defense of Jacksonville. I I think you uh, have been too tough on Jacksonville. Jacksonville's two and two. I'm just saying for the record, they're a better team than you give them credit for. Yeah, they're trash. No, they're not. They we thought they would be trash, but they're not looking like trash. They, now, they, now, their defense looked like trash this last weekend, but their offense did not. And they've had periods of time where they don't their defense win, played pretty good. They don't win six games. Yeah, they start out two and two. I know. Only four more games to go, buddy. Yeah. You want to put a bet on that, by the way? I, yeah. What okay. do you want? To, what do you want? Oh, we'll talk later. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I pinned you down on that one. There's no way. I didn't even look at their schedule, so... All right. Well, that's enough for this one. We'll uh, have another one on Friday after the game. Short turnaround, short week, two episodes coming at you quick. Uh, We might do – I haven't talked to my dad yet about this. I'll talk to him off the air. Might do a fan rant. That's what we'll call him, like a fan rant Saturday where we can take calls. I can take calls all day because I can just be at my house. It might just be me. It might be him. We'll talk. We'll figure that out. We'll let you know on Instagram and all our other social media platforms, such as Facebook, yada, yada, yada. All right. With that being said, that's all for this week. And remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.